You're listening to Magic from Wherever I'm At with your host, the magician, time traveler, and charmer, D'Artagnan. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am D'Artagnan, and here we are with part three of my interview with Eric Evans. Let's jump right back in. Yeah, I think that's that's such an important point, and that's why I think I, I pound away so much on presentation and the podcast is because for me, that's like strategy number one in this in your book, which is involvement, and that's like intellectual or psychological involvement. But also, that's the that's the part that's most absent from everybody's uh, performances is the is uh, more presentational ploys to well, split that's, that. Yeah, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of the strategies because they give you all kinds of. I mean, patter is possible. You know, mm -hmm. uh, from the thirty six, uh, it'll indicate it, it helps us overcome weaknesses in our shows. Um, and that's, Justification. that's really what finds. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. And those are all presentational ploys. Those are mm -hmm. all things that you know. I know when I was when I was a kid, I, I, I wondered, you know, what am I going to talk about? And mm -hmm. and you know, you end up saying, oh, would you take a card here? I'm going to shuffle it into the deck. You know, as a kid, that's that's just uh, unfortunately, magicians don't move past that. They don't go <laughs> past that. You know. Uh, oh, I know. For many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's where you start usually. And then of course, yeah, you're supposed to move past that. Yeah. And then that's, that's part of maturity. That's part of learning who you are as a magician, you know, whether mm -hmm. uh, things go awry in your life and how do you deal with them? You know, I, I use perverse magic quite a bit in my show mm -hmm. and uh, you know, it's just uh, things don't always go how I want, but I managed to end up pulling it out at the end, you know? Uh, yeah. So, well, I think that's that's part of the whole thing is like, uh, you know, you, you, you're using all these tools of you're adding meaning to stuff. You're adding uh, humor to stuff. You're adding all, there's so many of these tools available that increase, that just pile on the levels of uh, dispersion, that, you know, just pile on these levels of deception and uh, make, make the mysteries uh, impenetrable because you're... Not only because the way most of it's done, which you just said, talked about how people use a processed pattern and, and, and just they're basically doing the method laid bare, basically, that uh, the only thing you're, you're left with is the analytical, you know, the spectators are in analytical mode trying to penetrate the secret method. And that's a horrible position. We've all been busted out even when we were applying some of these things. So it's like you're really walking on a tightrope if you're not availing yourself of these strategies. Well, and that's, and it's the importance too. I mean, if, if a person sees just something laid bare and it's the, they're being walked through the process, then that really is the only thing that's important to the magician. And unfortunately won't be all that important to the layman, but uh, that's all they have to go on. Whereas if you have a full presentation and it doesn't have to be a story trick or anything like that, but if you have um, lots of times the props themselves can be imbued with meaning just by the way you treat them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the way you handle them, your expressions or whatever. And that's, that's something I think is lacking. Uh, and, and guys just don't, they just don't see it. I think so many, and that's why I was so grateful to Cellini, especially because he taught me more about this than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I mean, Ernie did with the slides and stuff, but a teacher's importance to an individual is just to show that, that student that it can be done. You right. know, uh, it's, when I met Ernie, I didn't think that I would ever be able to perform a side steal or much less a pass or a double lift or any of those things. I, I, that was my goal was just to be able to do those few things at the, at, you know, the four and a half years or whatever that I studied mm-hmm. with him. Um, and by the end of it, I had a whole arsenal mm-hmm. of, of material, you know, slides and stuff. But, uh, but again, he, I needed him to show me that the one-handed top palm by Jean Dugard could actually be performed, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's, I mean, obviously, like you said, people get stuck on the uh, very basic uh, process pattern. They, they often get stuck, of course, just on the, what I like to, you know, the, to me, it seems like there's almost like a, uh, I always refer to Gollum from the Lord of the Rings. You know, when it comes to uh, tricks, people get so enamored with the tricks. It's like Gollum. It's like it like drives you insane to a point where all your all your focus and attention is on the methodologies and the slights and the and the tricks themselves, and and not on the actual part that turns it into magic, really, which is everything else most of the time. So, uh, I think you are lucky, of course, to encounter such great teachers. I've been lucky to avail myself of uh, teachers great teachers yourself included and uh, and of course there's for people who can't directly latch on to someone individually and have instruction done either in person or talking like we are uh, of course reading the reading books and and stuff is like such a big part of how i began to learn like we've talked about at the very beginning of this interview and so you know when people learn from youtube and stuff now almost exclusively it's like painful to me to to see that yeah yeah, unfortunately, I mean, a book will bring out your imagination. A book will help you visualize things. You don't have everything, you know, just laid out for you on a platter, and so you robotically, you know, mimic it. And that's something that I, I really think that this this generation of magicians are are lacking in is is just imagination. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's some gifted individuals out there that kind of buck the trend, but. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, now more than ever before, uh, people are just more and more concerned with the latest trick. And I think, I think, you know, unfortunately, I think those guys are like the guys that create this material that's just a rehash of stuff in Tarbell or whatever. Those guys are, <laughs> you know, imaginative parasites. I, I don't think they add anything to the art. I think in, on the contrary, they clutter it with a bunch of nonsense. Mm-hmm. And because the real power, I mean, it's like Cellini, uh, he, uh, at one time he gave me a little booklet. I hope you've enjoyed this teaser of magic from wherever I'm at to listen to this entire episode and the entire series of more than 150 other episodes, go over to magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. That's magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast tired of being a trickster are you not